Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Idiots Some Genius Podcast. And today, Laz and I are going to be discuss- discussing the benefits of exercise and why everyone should do it. So, first of all, I think that this conversation and this topic is so interesting and I think that there's a lot of things that are misunderstood, right? I think a lot of people can talk about the basic idea of why exercise is good for you, right? It's like, oh, it makes me healthy. Oh, it gets me fit. I look good, build more confidence. But there's a lot more than just that, right? And and not saying not to take away from those things, right? Like there are a lot of benefits, right? Like being able to look good and build the body that you want is going to build self-confidence in a way that is very difficult to do in other areas of life. And I think that one of the things that exercise does do that is often just overlooked is the idea that it's going to help you enjoy life more, right? A lot of people out there who don't exercise, they don't work out, they don't work on their shortcomings, they will go through life experiencing daily pain, daily discomfort, and unless it's acknowledged and unless you actually put in the work to fix that you're going to live your life with that discomfort and you're going to have a low quality of life and that's what one of the things i think exercise does that a lot of people just overlook because it's not sexy it's not fun and the movements that you have to do at the gym just aren't that exciting so i think a big issue in today's society is i don't know if it's laziness or maybe hedonism i don't know but a lot of people don't realize how much time, because everybody always says, I don't have the time to go to the gym. How do you make the time for it? And I get it if you're doing a, like a 15-mile run. Yeah, that might be a good bit of time. But, you know, going for a three-mile run should take between 20 and 40 minutes, depending on how good you are. I mean, if you're the top of the top, it's going to be 20 minutes. If you're at the starting scale, it should be over 40 minutes, you know? Going and lifting some light weights getting a little bit of exercise in, creating some form of a calorie deficit, making yourself better. And people just like to make excuses because they like to feel the pleasure of sitting down, watching Netflix, or playing video games, and don't take any time to improve themselves. Yeah, I think that there are so many different aspects to that philosophy, though, right? Like, if you're somebody who's in college, and you spend your free time watching Netflix and playing video games then I don't think that that's an excuse, right? I do think that you're one of those people who is just making an excuse for not doing something productive, right? Because a lot of times in college, I, I, we're, I'm in college, so I've seen this firsthand, a lot of people will wait to the last minute to do stuff. And it's like, well, you had all this time to do something and people don't do it. But I will counter that point a little bit because say that you're somebody who is a new parent, right? Those kind of individuals, especially if you're working or your wife's working, your wife's at home, are not going to have as much time on their plate. So one of the things, and this is a little bit off topic, but I still think it's really important to the conversation, is there is a, a philosophy out there where people think that you have to go to the gym every single day and hammer yourself every single day. I think that is totally false, and I think that that is actually doing more harm to more people than just not going to the gym for some people, right? Because they're losing out on quality of life, they're losing out on being able to spend time with their kids, Some maybe they're exhausted, right? They have long hours at work, or they have a new child at home, so they're not able to get great sleep. So being not, you don't have to go to the gym every single day, right? But consistent exercise, two, three days a week, 
is going to do a lot for you. It's going to offer a lot of benefits for you. I don't necessarily agree with the time period you gave there in the context of I think it should be at least five days a week because I think it's a terrible excuse to say, I have a kid. Put the kid in the stroller, go for a walk, take the kid to the park, be active. Oh, I have a kid. Put the kid wherever the kid goes to, does the play, where they do their playtime. Do some push-ups and sit-ups. Do some jumping jacks. You can be active at any point of your life if you make the, make the, the space to do it. I will say that I use a difference, though, between being active and going to the gym, right? Or being active and going for a run. I think that as you're... And I'm, neither of us are parents, so we can't really speak to this. But, you know, I'm working in the fitness industry. I have clients who are parents. And it is very difficult for them, obviously, to sometimes put away the time to be able to go to the gym and go to work out. Now, they are active people, right? Because they're working with me, and we have scheduled out, like, two days a week of working out, right? And... One of the things that I found is that they are active, right? They're running around, they're with their kid all day, they're very active individuals, but they just don't have the opportunity to go to the gym. And people who obviously want to go to the gym, if they're focused on trying to look a certain way, or they're focused on some sort of athletic goal, or they have some big event that's coming up, then they're going to have to put in some time at doing the weights, right? And if you are struggling with trying to find the time or trying to find the energy to do it because again i'm not a parent but i know that from external experience parents do get exhausted they get wiped out when they have a kid right and sometimes it is hard to have the energy or the motivation to go in and if you are exhausted you're not getting enough sleep you're not eating right and you're not resting or recovering appropriately it's going to be really dangerous and potentially harmful for you to go to the gym because you may actually get injured and that would cause more problems than just simply doing it a little bit less. So when I was a young child, back in the day, my mom would go to the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what they have at gyms? Almost every single gym I've ever been to, you know what they have? A daycare center. Not in the context of, like, you send your kid there for eight hours, but go to the gym for an hour. They have a place where they, they take care of your kid. Where someone watches them, there's a person in the gym whose singular job is to watch the children of parents who come to the gym. I know Gold's Gym, I know where I go, True Fit has it. I know that Crunch has it. Oh, I know Planet Fitness has it. All these gyms have those little areas where you can, like, hey, I'm gonna drop my kid off for 45 minutes while I go and bench press, or you know what, I go on the treadmill, or you know what, I go on the elliptical. Whatever you want to do, they have that there. So that's not really an excuse to me. I don't care about how tired you are, because if you're tired, you're still going to be eating. You're still going to be consuming. You're still going to be doing anything that you do on a normal basis to make sure you maintain your healthy functions. That's an excuse that I don't accept, because everybody's tired all the time. You know, with my schedule, I'm tired probably about 17 hours of the day, and the only times I'm not tired is when I'm sleeping. I still go to the gym. I still run in the morning. But I don't think it's an excuse to make for yourself to not improve. There's no no point that you can't. There's no point in me that I find it acceptable that self improvement is not is impossible. Like I don't know. I mean, like you gotta take a rest day. Don't get me wrong, but there's days where you 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 can't make that as an excuse because then you'll always use something as an excuse not to improve. Right, and I think that that is correct. Right, I think that trying to come up with an excuse and that trying to figure out a way to get out of exercise, that's bad. And there are a lot of people out there who do have the time, right? But 
my big issue, and this is kind of getting into the next uh, topic as well, is that if you are constantly hammering yourself all the time, it is going to be hard to stay consistent, right? And I know that there are a lot of people, like say CrossFit, for example, that is a very difficult workout regimen, right? And there's a lot of people who do it, they get it in for like two, maybe three months, and then they fall off the wagon, right? And there's this is one of the big things about the United States, actually. When you look at the United States, there actually is not a weight loss problem in the United States, right? There are millions of people that lose millions of pounds every single year, right? We have January where people lose weight, people who are losing weight when they go into the summertime or for their weddings and stuff. The problem that we have in the United States is that not that people can't lose the weight, but that people can't man maintain the weight loss. And that, I think, has to do with these difficult workouts. But what I think that a lot of what workouts and exercise does do really well, and it offers a lot of benefit, is for a lot of people, it offers a sense of discipline and consistency that I think is integral in everyone's lives. If you're able to stay consistent in one area of your life and you're able to stay disciplined in one area of your life, even if you don't want to do it, even if you're like, oh, I just don't feel that well, going to the gym, regardless if you're doing mobility work or you're lifting weights or you're doing some sort of CrossFit exercise, being consistent with that is going to make you more consistent in your life. It is something that when you do one thing one way, you're more likely to do other things the same way in the future. I agree. I mean, I will never be a proponent or a supporter of CrossFit. I think it's a terrible workout regimen. I agree. Personally, I agree. <laughs> I think that they don't focus on form or protecting of your joints. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you're doing it, you're doing it. Good on you. I will never do it. But uh, I, do, I do have a thing for me that there is a thing that I call the plateau. I think most people do. Where if you aggressively assault what your goal is so if you want to lose 30 pounds and you lose five let's say an impressive five pounds in your first month and then five pounds in your second month mm -hmm. it's a good weight loss it's a really really good weight loss mm -hmm. but you can't maintain that there is no ability if you are overdoing what you're trying to go for mm -hmm. your people expect it to be instantaneous that you see results right and that's kind of what we see with the biggest loser right where we see a lot of people on the biggest loser who lose all that weight but they can't maintain the level of exercise and activity that they needed to maintain the weight loss so they end up weight gaining it all back see i see it more so when for me personally i'm trying to improve my run times trying to get faster and i realize that the slower you go the faster you get because mm -hmm. over a long period of time you improve at a steady pace rather than significantly improving quickly you plateau and then fall off mm -hmm. because your body your body can't handle harsh opposites yeah context like hey i'm gonna go to the gym and you start off lifting 185 on a bench press that's a good bench i mean yeah and then you get up to 285 in a month let's say you, you impress incredibly if you hit 100 pounds my gosh bro you're an olympian yeah. at that point you're not going to get better than that though because you're not building anything other than those short little muscles that are able to improve, but you're going to hurt yourself. But mm -hmm. you're, you're going so hard so quickly. So people don't understand that. And I've been watching with some of my friends where I'm at, where they go to the gym and they start deadlifting. And they start deadlifting 225. And then they go up to three or go to 285 in about a month. And then they're up at 315. And then they get up to probably like, so let's say 385. They're pulling it up. Put the hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And, and they think that the, the progress is only by the numbers, but not by how they feel. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that I see with fitness, even though, you know, when you're doing that, you are getting stronger, which offers so much benefit, right? But a lot of times what you see is when people can't improve is either they're going too hard or they're not focused on lagging body parts. And when I say lagging body parts, I mean lagging mobility specifically, right? Like say you're doing a bench press, right? Like you said, and you get up to 285 and you just simply cannot push any more weight. You're like, I'm stuck here. I was doing so well. What happened? Well... One of two things is happening. Either one, you're working out too hard and you're not letting your body rest. Or two, you have poor shoulder shoulder mobility, which is preventing your body from being able to push more weight. Because if you do, there's a high chance of you getting injured. So one of the things, and this is what I was talking about at the beginning, is that mobility work and trying to improve range of motion in your joints, whether that's your knees, your hips, your ankles, your shoulder, it's not sexy, right? Nobody goes to the gym and does mobility work and they're like, wow. That guy I mean, is yoga can yoga can be sexy. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm thinking about it that way. But like I said, though, yoga itself, like the exercises you do, are not something that guys who want to look good, who want to improve their body and their physique, are gonna feel comfortable doing at the gym because it's a big ego thing at the gym, right? I have I struggled with it for a long time when I was getting into it, is doing those mobility exercises because they don't look cool. They don't look. You're not putting up big weight. You're literally sitting there with a big stick or a foam roller just trying to do basic body movements or no no weight at all. But or doing the, flies with 10-pound weights because you yep. want to increase the ability for your body to constrict upwards. Yep. So you have the best, the better support in the backside of your muscles. People mm-hmm. don't want to do that. People don't want to go and do overhead presses with lighter weight for more reps because you get to activate the muscles better people yep. don't it's all about you see some massive dude lifting 425 on the bench press mm-hmm. you're like oh that's my goal i'm gonna follow him then you don't but they don't realize that the dude's been doing it for seven years so 425 is not heavy for that guy yeah they're just sitting there like okay well i need to get there as quickly as possible and then they end up let's say blowing out their rotator cuff or something mm-hmm. stupid and that's what that's what upsets me because you go see somebody squatting three forty five for three reps, not going full, not going all the way out to grass. Yeah, and you're like, well, um, you're not getting the full mobility of the workout. You're probably better off doing two fifteen for eight reps, mm-hmm. going, going literally taking your butt to your heels and getting a good form and good range of motion, and you probably get a better exercise from that and get stronger quicker. But mm-hmm. people don't, people don't take the time to really. I guess, I don't know if it's study or, because everybody's body's different, so you feel what workout's going to get you stronger. Like for me, mm-hmm. personally, doing leg extensions has gotten me significantly stronger on that one one piece of equipment, leg extensions, mm-hmm. I mean, my depth are stronger and my squash stronger. Yep. And I think I know exactly what it is you're talking about. People don't want to practice the movement, right? Nobody, whenever you go to the gym, Every single time you're doing a workout, when you're doing an exercise, you should always, always be thinking about every exercise is practice. You should always be trying to perfect the movement and make it as perfect as possible. But everyone, like you said, would rather push up massive weight and do half reps than lower the weight by 25, 30% and do full reps, you know, full range of motions. Now, I will say there is some benefit for things like, let's say, squats, like half squats and quarter squats. There is a great... There is great benefit in those kinds of movements, especially with basketball players who don't ever have to go into those full extensions. But if you're somebody who wants to 
really improve their physique and somebody who really wants to improve the control that they have over the weight and over their body, doing that full range of motion and actually practicing those movements is super important. But like you said, everyone wants to put up massive weight and nobody wants to practice with lower with a light weight, even though you can get just as much, if not more, benefit from doing a lower weight than you can from a higher weight. Well, I think also you just kind of spoke to a percentage of the population in the context of how many people are actually athletes that are trying to get, let's say, the exploit from a half squat or a quarter squat, or trying to get the explosive advantage that those give you. Right. I don't think very many people are. Mm-hmm. I don't think um, it's ultimately necessary. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. It's just like you sit there and you look at it. <laughs> There's hundreds of there's hundreds of weight loss programs. There's hundreds of workout programs. Yep. Yep. Nobody's that different from each other in the context that there is something that works. It's the context of consistency with whatever you're trying to do. So you're trying to lose weight, consistency with what you eat. And there's this one lady that said that there is mm, obesity is not a comorbidity with death in the context. And I understand that doesn't really make sense when I say that, but. When she says it, let's say COVID. Obesity is not what kills people with COVID. It's COVID, mm-hmm. according to this lady. And then you see all these people who have the comorbidity that I believe is a comorbidity that is obesity. And people say, well, when I lose the weight, I, I, I gain it back. It's because they get down to their target weight. Let's say you're, you're 210. You're 5'9", 210. You want to get down to 170. You spend seven months dieting. You get down to 170. And then you get rid of the, the practices, the beautiful practices that you were already going through. Because you still go to the gym, but now you're gaining weight. If you're gaining weight in this muscle, there's no problem with that. But if you're right. gaining weight in fat, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things I think that a lot of people think about when they think about weight loss they don't understand. A lot of people will be like, oh, I want to look a certain way and I want to lose the weight. But what people don't understand is that muscle weighs more than fat, but it's far denser. So if you lose five pounds of fat, but you gain five pounds of muscle, even though you weigh the same, you're going to look significantly leaner. There was a story not long ago where there was uh, a woman who weighed like something like 150, almost 160 pounds. She was like 5'4", super fit. I, was, I listened to this on like a podcast recently, and I was like looking at photos of her. She looks amazing, right? Like she looks super small, super thin. But, I mean, really muscular. And they were asking her, like, how much they thought that she weighed. And people were, like, 100 pounds, maybe, like, 105, at most 110. But she weighed, like, 40 pounds more because muscle is so much denser and so much heavier, like, per, like, in terms of size than fat is. So people, they care more about the weight loss than the actual, than actually looking good. And I've got, I know people who I've worked with and clients that I have who are, like, Adam, I didn't lose any weight but I have gotten so many compliments about the way that I look. I don't understand why do I look better, but I haven't lost any weight. And it's like, well, it's because you've put on muscle, but you've lost the fat. So your whole body looks tighter. Your, your arms look smaller, but they also look more muscular. I mean, your stomach and your torso, your legs, everything is going to look tighter, but you're going to, you know, be the same weight. And, and it's because of the fitness industry and it's because of the weight loss industry and supplements and dieting industry that people are like, it's not about what you look like. It's about what you weigh. I mean, I don't disagree with you. But I think it's also the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Or experience, I guess. 
when people don't understand that if you don't have a belly, but you've got big ass quads, you're healthier, no matter what the scale tells you. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you change your blood pressure and your blood pressure is lower, your resting heart rate's lower. Everything that has the the entire crescendo of of your health comes together and it is hey, your heart rate's lower, mm-hmm. your blood pressure's lower, you might weigh more, but then you're cut. Yeah, look at guys like Brian Shaw, right? Or like guys who do the yeah. powerlifting and stuff, right? They're super healthy, and they try and maintain say a good. Brian Shaw is super healthy, though. I would say that he's healthier than the average person, right? But like, I, I would I would agree with that. But the average person is obese. Country, that so. is true, but I mean, you've seen like professional athletes. I mean, here's the problem though: when we try and compare professional athletes, though, right? Is because professional athletes, their goal is to push their body to the limits to be the best they can be, and sometimes that isn't healthy. But I will say that if you you go to the gym and you see guys that are heavier set, but you know it's not about really what you look like. It's about you know what are your health markers. If you've got like you said, your heart rate's good, you've got low heart rate, your blood pressure's great, um, you've got good mobility. There's no lagging pains or discomforts in your day to day life when you're just doing things. You can squat down and pick up a box, then you're doing great, right? And I don't think that you should be concerned about that. But you know, with that being said. A lot of people are concerned with how they look, and that's one of the big issues, right? Is because everybody cares about more about how they look than any other factor. I think also though that how you look is important because Agreed. how you mm-hmm. look improves how you feel, which improves your mental health, and improves your ability to be dominant in whatever group of people you're in. In the context of dominant, means that you can be confident and just be a successful, adequate person, and. I think for a lot of people, like, you let's say you get up in the mirror and you look at yourself and you're like, damn, like, I'm getting fat. I understand that there's a certain aspect to that that's like, hey, I'm getting older, or hey, like, if you're a woman and you just had a kid, mm-hmm. you're going to have to put on weight. That's, that's not something that you can really control. Right. But I have an aunt who had three kids. She's in great freaking shape. Mm-hmm. My mom had twins. She's in good shape. I mean, all, all, there's a lot of women out there that have kids, and they don't use that as an excuse to be like, well, you know, this is baby weight. You know, I, I just need to cut it, but uh, I'm just, I'm tired. You know, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. No, that's a bullshit excuse. Yeah. It's the same thing confusing as like, hey, I feel depressed. I need to, I, I can't go to the gym. I'm too tired. And then, that's, that's why I think the community I'm in right now is really good, was that they just call it, get called a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you get forced, to go, you get, get, get forced to go to the gym because mm-hmm. it's like, that's not an excuse, dipshit. Yeah. Go to the gym. There was a quote by Joe Rogan not too long, or maybe it was like last year, but he's, they were having a conversation about, I'm not sure who was the guest, but it was some woman who was talking about how her father was feeling like super tired and super sluggish and super like, just like not in the mood. And she was like, he was literally so like, energy drain that he couldn't he didn't have the will to go and work out and joe was like well was he walking around was he up was he doing stuff and she goes yeah and he's like well then he could have he could have worked through a workout and i will here's one thing that i want to point out though when i say that kind of stuff there is a time and i do believe this there is a time when you are mentally and physically exhausted that you cannot get through a hard workout but that does not mean that you cannot work out there are other types of workouts that you can do that are going to offer just as much benefit in different areas, right? Like like I've said over and over on this podcast already. Mo- yes, exactly. Mobility work. It's not sexy. It's low effort. But guess what? You can do it for 20, 30, 45 minutes and get so much benefit out of it. You don't have to go to the gym and deadlift 
500 pounds for five reps every single time you go, right? It doesn't have well, to be that level of intensity. Five. Go lift lightweight lots of reps. Mm -hmm. And then go in the sauna and then get out of the sauna and stretch. Just do little things that improve yourself because when you improve yourself, you're getting better no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's so annoying to me because it's like, well, you know, I go out for a run. Like when I run, dude, I know you do this, but I mean, you're fashioning me by a significant margin. I can act like it's in any way simpler. But when I go for a run, my 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 zone two, my my zone two has gotten better by a minute. My warm up run has gotten better by a minute. Mm -hmm. Mind you, that's going from a nine thirties warm up to a eight thirty warm up. Yep, and going from a zone two of nine thirty to a zone thirty of or zone thirty zone two of like seven fifty. So it's like. It's just you, you, people have the aspect in their heads that, like, I gotta go do shit at 100% all the time. And it's not how you improve. Yeah, like, there's a time and a place. You have a week where you kill yourself. Mm -hmm. You go to the gym, you beat the crap out of your body, you run hard. The next week, you go easy. Yeah. So your body recovers, you don't have shoulder issues, you don't blow out your knee, you don't break your leg, whatever it is. Don't have hip issues. And the week after that, you go up to 75%. You build up slowly. It's a crescendo, like I said before. You gotta have the, the symphony playing behind you. You gotta eat well. You gotta sleep well. I understand if you're there's certain aspects of your life. Yeah, sleeping well doesn't mean sleeping eight hours. Yeah, you gotta sleep six hours. You sleep the maximum you can. Drink as much water as you humanly can. Eat as much good food you can. You gotta eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Protein, vegetables, carbs, everything. And then when you find out that you're not losing weight, you find and target what you're not losing weight because of. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what pisses me off. People just expect it to be like a snap of the fingers, like a Thanos snap. They expect it that exactly what somebody they read on Instagram or YouTube or listen to on Spotify or whatever they're doing will immediately produce the results that they expect. And we've seen and this a lot matter. too, right? We've seen this a lot, right? If you go on YouTube and you look up ab workouts, how many times do you go... Have you seen videos that are like, oh, do this ab workout every day. In 14 days, you're going to have a six-pack. Or follow this program for four weeks, and you're going to lose all the weight. You're going to have the body like me. Or this is what I did to look great in two weeks. Or this is what I did to look fantastic or to build my run or to make myself better in a month or two months. But the problem is it worked for them, right? There was an individualized aspect to fitness that I think people overlook. But here is – and. Every single person is going to react to exercise differently. And not because the body necessarily reacts differently, but because everybody has their own individual problems that need to be evaluated. And if you don't do that, if you don't take into consideration some of the problems person A is having versus person B, and you prescribe them the exact same program, they are not going to get the same benefits, either or, right? But here's one additional thing to that. A shitty program done consistently is going to be better than a perfect program done inconsistently. If you are given the best program in the world that is perfect for you, but you just can't get into it and you can't do it and you hate doing it, versus a shitty program that you found online that you love doing and you can do that consistently, the shitty program is going to be the better one because at least you're doing it consistently. If you can't do something consistently, it's not going to offer you any benefit at all. Versus, hey, it may not be the best thing in the world, but it's better than doing nothing. I 100% agree. I mean, there's also just so many sad things out there that people hit. And then they're like, wait, this isn't doing anything for me. But they don't realize that if you're maintaining your weight in a contest, so you, I'm, like for me, I'm 5'6", but I weigh 150. 
and I'm trying to maintain that weight. But that also means losing weight and gaining muscle. Mm-hmm. So they look at it as, if, well, I want to weigh 130. I'm like, that's really low for me. But let's say I want to get to 130. Mm-hmm. I need to starve myself or do no exercise and only diet and run. Yeah. No, no lifting and only diet and run. Like my goal isn't to lose. My goal is to maintain and build. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's this, I don't know if it's psychological because you see all these people like you step on the scale and it's like overweight or you do the outdated, outmoded height and weight where you tape yourself, weigh yourself, tape your neck. And you're like, well, I have, according to this scale, 33% body fat. But uh, yeah. no, yeah. no, you're significantly losing weight and gaining muscle, but your body's still the same weight. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get, like, I'm not sure what they're called. I think they're called, like, the capers, like, the actual clips that you use to, like, bench your body yeah, fat. That's, like, the most accurate way that you can do on your own, right? And that, that is very accurate. I would say upwards of, like, 80% accuracy. And if you really want to be accurate, you can go to the doctor and stuff like that. But... I think you're absolutely correct, right? And um, I just don't see... It's, it's just so hard for me to understand because I'm in this industry a lot and this is like what I do on my on the side and stuff is that you just see so many people that have a focus on the weight loss. And I know we already talked about this, but it's just... It, it's such a point that I want to make sure that we hammer is that the weight loss is not the important part everyone focuses on the weight loss and they think that when you do exercise, the only thing that happens is weight loss. It's not true, right? You're going to gain weight as well because you're gaining muscle. And there are times when you are going to lose weight and you just lose the weight. But there are some times too, when you just gain weight and you're like, why am I gaining weight? But I look better. Like I said, like my clients, I've had clients before who have had this conversation with and they just don't understand it. And I have to try to explain to them that it's because you're building muscle. If you feel like you look better, than you're building muscle, even if you're probably gaining weight. I also feel like we're speaking to a subset of the population here, though, because at least in the United States, there are so many people that are so overweight, and that means like over 35% body fat, mm-hmm. that if you do a calorie deficit, man, and you drink water and you just eat better, you're going to lose weight. That's the first step. Yeah. But the second step is if you go to the gym and just do some light work. It's why when I go to the gym and I see someone who I think is significantly overweight, I get hype as hell. Mm-hmm. When I see this shit, so I'm like, yeah, you're doing better for yourself. And then I see those people start to lose weight and I see them start to get better. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you that know what the great part too about going to a gym is? Is that everybody who's been in that gym was in the same boat as you at one point, right? Whether they wanted to lose weight or they wanted to gain weight, whether they wanted to look better or whether they just had some lagging body part that they were trying to work on. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of is that every single person that you see in the gym and specifically the guys who look like they know what they're doing, right? The guys who are in the squat rack putting a massive weight, the guys who look good or working on their mobility and stuff like that. If you have questions, go up and ask them. They are more than willing to have a conversation with you because it's what they love to fucking do, dude. So if you are a new person who wants to get into this industry, or not even industry, but who wants to get into exercise and who wants to look better, don't, and I mean, do not ever be afraid to ask questions to people who are in there, especially people who know what they're doing because they are the friendliest people ever and they want to see you succeed because they know exactly what it's like to struggle. 
Well, I also think that those people, they just, they just know a lot. Mm-hmm. And they want everybody around them to be like them because there's more people in the gym. They have a better community. And, yeah, like you said, they're friendly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they might look scary because they're huge, right? I know some people who are like, oh, it's kind of intimidating, but they are the friendliest group of people because they really want other people to succeed. They love seeing people in the gym. They love being able to watch people grow and build up. It's their passion. Yeah, that's why they're there so much. That's why they know what they're doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like one of us, like Shark Bay. <laughs> yeah, and here's something else that I think is fantastic about the gym that is often overlooked is that when you go to the gym and you start becoming consistent, it will improve the way that you live your life as well. If you're somebody who never goes to the gym, you hated going to the gym, you start going to the gym, you start feeling better, you start looking better, guess what you're probably going to change? Your lifestyle. You're you're more likely to start changing different aspects of your life when you start to see results. And as soon as you start to see results and you're like, huh, I'm seeing results just by working out. How much better and how many, how much faster would the results come in if I changed my diet or if I improved my sleep or if I actually went and spoke to somebody who knows what they're doing, right? It's a complete – it is more likely to change your lifestyle because you start to see the results. And when people start to see results, they're more likely to dive headfirst into something and stay consistent with it. I agree. Yeah, I think that it's it's just one of those things that people often don't notice. There was a story that I was listening to six or seven months ago where it was this woman, right? And she was going into the gym and she was like – and she was talking to a personal trainer. She's like, I hate working out, but I want to look better. And he was like, all right, let's start you one day a week. You know, just start you totally simple. And he's like, I'm never going to ask her to, improve, to do more. I'm just going to let her do her thing and – over time, he said, like, after, like, two or three months, she came and she goes, can we do a little bit more? She's like, I'm starting to see results, but I'm like, I kind of want to do a little bit more because I, I, I think I could do more. He's like, okay, let's do three days a week. And then after that, she starts asking questions about diet. And then she starts asking questions about sleep. And then she starts asking questions about supplements. And he's like, over the course of two years, she went from somebody who hated going to the gym and was starting it once a week to going five times a week and being totally obsessed and totally focused on trying to improve her health. I So... I brought up something to you earlier before we started this podcast that I think is unbelievably interesting. And I think it ties into this in the context of you feel better, you get kind of addicted, which I don't necessarily think is a great thing. I don't think relying on any singular thing for your, for the approval of your existence is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So like if you need to go to the gym every day, that's not healthy. I agree. And if you put it, I was talking to some people and they were, prescribed this is not something that i am ultimately knowledgeable on mm-hmm. or even should really speak on but i think i sh- i think i can mm-hmm. where people were prescribed with antidepressants and stuff like that which is they release serotonin into your head to make you feel better mm-hmm. and there were people that were doing that and they cut it off they just like i don't want to do this this doesn't make sense and they started going to the gym and the gym has the same similar type of aspect to it where it releases the same amount of dopamine, serotonin, and things when you hit the pickup heavyweights. Like if you're a man, your existence 2,000 years ago was not to go sit in a cubicle and pluck numbers as an accountant. Mm-hmm. Your existence was lift heavy shit. That's what your existence was. It's like the, like the meme. Lift heavy rocks to make sad head voice quiet. Yep. 
and that was your job. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're biologically predisposed to feel better when we lift heavy shit. Mm-hmm. We can go for a run. Yeah. Because it releases so certain things in your head. And you know what and else is well with that? If yeah. you don't practice doing those simple things, you lose the ability to do them, right? How yeah. many people yeah. do we know today that don't run at all? They try to get into running and then they hurt themselves because they tried to get into it too quickly because they don't know how to run correctly. How many people do we know who are trying to do deadlifts but they don't know how to pick up something correctly off the ground when it's heavy and they blow out their back? How many people do we know that do squats but they don't know how to do a squat correctly and then they hurt their hips or their knees or their ankles? If or you don't exactly your shoulders. Mm-hmm. If you do not practice those movements, and not even just practice them in the gym, but if you do not practice them on the day to day, you are not going to be able to do them safely and effectively. I think, and this is a total speculation, but if we stopped walking, right? Like, I mean, I think it's already kind of happening. You're seeing people walk less, go outside less, be active less. Being able to walk is going to be something that will be lost and that those people who can't walk are going to struggle with it. I mean, you've already seen it, right? We've seen like people who get older, who maybe fall or they're a little bit weak. As soon as they start implementing the walker into their life, they start to lose the ability to walk on their own and they can't ever do it again. Yeah, so, I mean, I walk about 9,000 steps a day. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's a lot or not. It's above the average, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean... Oh, I feel good after like the day. Like, I get done with the day. I'm like, all right, I got a little bit of calorie burn in. I don't know how accurate my watch is. I'm going to use a Garmin. I don't know how accurate the watch is. It tells me how much I'm burning calorie calorically wise. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a certain extent that like, it's telling you something accurate. At least it's showing you you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And it gives you something that keeps you accountable, right? If you set goals like step counts or calorie counts or active days. It's giving you a goal that you are able to try to achieve at the end of every week or at the end of every day. And by setting that goal or setting that standard for yourself, it's going to help keep you more consistent, right? And that is one reason that I think that the introduction of fitness apps and watches has been so great for the United States and for the world in general because now people have a means to track what they do and to set a goal for what they do. And, I mean, there's lots of great things as well like i know for the apple watch you can actually set competitions between you and your friends for step counts and exercise i think that that competitive aspect has been really really important it has been pivotal in in trying to improve people's health especially younger people so the group of people i work with we have a running group so there was a challenge there's a challenge that's by the end of the year who ran the most miles Mm mm-hmm um, by the end of the year, who walked the most uh, floors up, who climbed the most floors, who walked the most steps. And it's like 17 people. And it's pretty cool because it's holding people accountable. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think that holding people accountable for what they do is so important, right? And there's free, point, there's free points too, though. You can get Strava. Mm-hmm. There's certain ones that you don't have to pay money for to buy some like bougie watch you can just get you can just go on an app and be like hey I'm gonna carry my phone while I go on a run Mm -hmm. and it'll tell you how far you ran it'll tell you how many steps you took if you you put it on the the setting for it that's pretty cool yeah and as well as going back to the fitness aspect of things and this having a goal 
is so important in trying to achieve something, right? If you actually have a goal or something that you're trying to achieve, you are going to be more likely to stay consistent because you want to see that goal fulfilled. Like, let's say, for example, you have a big OCR race, like the Spartan race or Tough Mudder that you want to do at the end of the summer or in six months, right? You're now, you now have something that you are like, okay, this big event is coming up and I need to train for it so I can do well. Or say you want to do a powerlifting competition or you want to join a bodybuilding competition or you have a marathon that's coming up. If you have that event that's coming up, it is a great way to stay consistent, especially as a beginner. Now, I don't think that that should be the only way you stay consistent. I think that you have to be able to stay motivated and consistent without needing some sort of future event or a future goal to want to continue to exercise, right? I think obviously the goal for everybody is just to want to exercise because it makes them feel better. But having a goal to start is a great way to get introduced to exercise and to stay consistent, especially when you're just starting out. Because it's hard to stay consistent when you're just starting out, right? Because you don't know what's going on. You feel embarrassed. Your ego gets hurt because you go into the gym, right? And you're lifting lightweight because you're just starting. And then you look around and you see all these guys out there that are benching you, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, that's so scary. But having a goal keeps you, it will help keep you consistent. I think the, the self-consciousness is understandable but stupid. Yeah, 100%. Because the people there, the people there aren't going to judge you. Yeah. But they're excited for that they, that somebody else is there. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why I love being at the gym because like, I, I'll give a little bit of a personal example. I tried to squat 315 a couple of weeks ago, or a couple months ago actually. It was before I went um, home for the holidays. And I failed on the squat. And I was doing um, bench squats where I do it to ha- a half squat. I was mm-hmm. squatting down to sit on the bench to step back up. And I failed. And I couldn't un- I couldn't get the bar off my back when I was sitting there. So I was kind of just sitting there with the weight on my back. Right. Some dude helped me up. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who it was. I don't know the dude's name. Dude just basically was like, he's like, you good, man? Give me a fist bump, walked away. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my pride was hurt a little bit. You know what? <laughs> Yeah. Somebody was there. Give me a fist. I was like, keep at it. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay. The community of people that are at the gym is one of the, again, one of the most supportive group of people you will ever find in your life because everybody has been there, right? Everyone has been through the highs. Everyone's been through the lows. Everybody has gotten injured at one point. Everyone's tried to put up too much weight and they couldn't get it up. Nobody is without the flaws of going to the gym, right? Nobody goes to the, has ever been to the gym and had a perfect run through their entire life. They started out, they could lift massive weights, they've never gotten injured. Every weight that they've tried, they've always been able to do. That's not reality. Everybody has struggled and everybody has failed. So everybody can offer advice or their own personal touch, or they could offer stories to help you, to show you like, hey, listen, I was in the same spot as you. This is what I did. This is how people helped me. I'm going to do the same thing for you. Yeah. I think bullying is a good thing. <laughs> Has its Not in the context of going to the gym, but in the context of if somebody's like, hey, go to the gym, bro. Because it motivated me to go to the gym. Because mm-hmm. I had stopped for about a year because I was like, I'm in good enough shape from the running. I'm in good enough shape from everything else. But I was losing weight in all contexts of losing weight. It wasn't just losing fat. I was losing muscle. I got really mm-hmm. light. So we're like, bro, you're getting small. Go to the gym. And I was like, nah, I don't know. I don't really want to. And then just I kept getting cold, go to the gym, but you get small. And then I found it, like, oh, fine. I went to the gym and then started getting big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
<laughs> that's usually how it goes, man. And I think the last thing that I want to talk about, and then I, th I think this is a great thing. I think this is a good thing in some aspects, but I think it's a bad thing, is that when you go to the gym and it does make you healthier, you are oftentimes, you oftentimes want to buy stupid crap that's not going to help you. Right. I think that especially with a lot of people, right, a lot of people when they get started, they're like, oh, I'm super healthy now. I'm going to the gym. What stuff can I buy that's going to make this go faster? And I think that, again, goes back to those quick results that we both are like, it's stupid. Nothing happens in two months and stays there for two months. Nothing happens in two weeks and stays in two weeks. Everyone wants to find that shortcut. And that is one of, I think, the Big, my biggest complaints with going to the gym is that there are always salespeople there who want to try and sell you on some stupid product, right? Whether it's creatine, which is actually good, their whey protein, okay. some sort of supplement or something like that. They're always trying to sell you on something that they think is going to actually benefit you when in reality, you don't need that until later. Like supplements, for example, right? Like things like vitamin D, omega-3s, B12, they have a lot of benefit for them. But... I don't necessarily think that you have to take them to achieve your goals. I think that you can do that just as easily with just going outside or just eating healthy. And at that point, for most people, you're splitting hairs. And unless you're a professional athlete who needs to split those hairs, I think that you're just going to end up wasting money on things that aren't going to benefit you as much. So for someone like me where I have less access to as good of quality of diet, mm -hmm. I do take a lot of the supplements. Yeah, and that makes sense. And also with the amount of exercise I'm doing, where I, I work out twice a day, so like yeah, I take fucking I take I, I drink whey protein. Mm -hmm. I drink whey protein mostly because it's not a mass gainer where I'm gonna limp up. But I think that for a lot of people, they go there, and I thought what you were gonna attack was SORMs or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. People are like, I've been working out for six months, and I'm plateauing at 300 pound deadlift. I'm gonna go take some SORMs, go shoot myself with some testosterone, and completely ruin my endocrine system for the next ever. Yeah, <laughs> there's no next thirty years. It's no, you can ruin yourself for the rest of your existence. And yeah, there's a lot of people I know that try to do that, mm -hmm. and they're like, "All I need to do is cycle off, man." And I'm like, "You still took something that overrided all of your biological imperative." Yeah, and these people don't understand that, and that's that's what kind of upsets me a little bit because they they see some I don't know. There's just some huge people out there that have been working out for 13 years, and they get to that point by consistently building a base, and then building the base, and then building the base, and the base is consistently going like a uh, stairwell, just mm -hmm. going up, 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 and up. And these people are just like, well, I want to be there in a year and a half, so I'm going to take some form of steroid to make myself better, and then they ruin their bodies, and then they sit there, and they're, they're either the kidney failure, stuff like that, and they try to take the shortcut, which is what is kind of sad. Yeah, the shortcut is not worth it, right? The shortcut, it may get you there faster. Like, testosterone works. Testosterone is one of the most effective hormones you can add to your body. I'd say it's the most effective hormone you can add to your body, and you are going to get results consistently regardless of who you are. But the side effects of doing something like that are so bad. And unless you're somebody who understands the side effects and you're like, I don't care, I would never recommend that people take testosterone, especially at a young age, right? I think or, needs, or, or they need TRT replacement where, yeah. like, you're a 35-year-old guy who has low, low T. Yeah. There's a, there's a point where you can take it, and, yeah, you're going to fucking improve. Don't get me wrong, but there's also a medical reason for it. Yeah. And, but yeah. there's dudes who are 23 years old who should have fucking ample amounts of testosterone in their body 
Mm-hmm. And taking that, I can't speak to the female part of it because I don't really know enough about it in the context of how for them to get to their goal. Because I, I, I just I don't interact with enough women who lift in that context. And the one person I know is my mom, but she's been lifting for 12 years, so she just built the base. Mm-hmm. And so we stair stepped up and also eats like a fanatic. Yeah. Like in the context that she only eats healthy. So there's there's no in between with it for them. I don't know how to describe it or what to prescribe for it. Yeah. But there's the young dude who's 22, and you're you're getting to the point where like, hey, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting bigger. There is no reason to do anything else. Yeah. Other than eat healthy, drink water, and good, get some sleep. And then you can take some creatine. You can drink some protein powder. It's not going to hurt you. You can do it if you want to. If you want to do it, that's not mm-hmm. going to hurt you. Take your vitamins; it's not going to hurt you. You might just pee it all out, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Spend that hundred bucks a month to make yourself healthier. Screw it; you're still spending that hundred bucks a month. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to poop. I'm not going to poop on it. Yeah, I agree. I could not agree more with that. I think it's just there are a lot of benefits for those kinds of things, right? And I think that, like you said, there is a time and a place for TRT, and I think that. Doing it correctly and doing it under the supervision of a specialist and somebody who really understands the science is totally beyond what we're talking about right now. It's totally different. If you're just some young guy who's like, I want to build muscle and I want to get stronger, you can do that without having to resort to something like testosterone. You can do that just, like you said, just by eating healthy, sleeping well, and working out consistently. And that is one of, it's just those quick results that people always want to try and achieve and you can get those quick results, but you don't. Un- a lot of people don't understand that there are side effects to getting results quickly. Yeah. All right. And with that, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Two Idiots Some Genius Podcast. If you want to follow us, we are both on Instagram. I am at Adam Lavellet, and Laz is at Laz Freeberg. We hope you all enjoyed the show, and please subscribe if you want to hear us talk some more.